Praise the Lord. Um, we are considering raising staff morale for greater fruitfulness, which is on page um, nine of your booklet. I expect that um, we all would have read the material so that we will not take a long time. Uh, I will not be reading it. Praise the Lord. So, looking at... um, Raising staff morale for greater fruitfulness in Capro. We are looking at two things. The issue of morale and then the issue of fruitfulness. Uh, These two happen to go together because uh, without adequate morale with which we will run our ministry it is very likely that our output will be very low. And because of the mandate that the Lord has given to us, we know we cannot afford to sow our lives and our time, our gifts and our talents, and still end up not being fruitful or effective in our service. So we want to look at morale. What is morale? Some say it is moral. Or morale, whichever it is, what is it? Morale is a state of individual psychological well-being based upon a sense of confidence and usefulness and purpose. A sense of confidence, usefulness and purpose that as missionaries will impact upon how we work or how we do our work. Uh, you will agree with me that over time, especially in the past few years, like the ID rightly said, that it has come upon us that we observe that missionaries are losing steam for different reasons. Many are beginning to be tired. Many are beginning to ask for study leave or to take sabbatical and to just go and rest somewhere for different reasons. So when the missionary gets to a point where he, he or she has lost steam to go on with the work, the zeal with which you began the work seems to have died down, or the physical strength seems not to be there again, the enthusiasm is lost, then we can say that such a missionary has a low morale. For such a missionary, it would be difficult to steer the person up, for example, to go and take up a new field or a fresh work. He will not have the steam. To do it. It is also the spirit of a group that makes the members want the group to succeed. Generally, if you look at uh, the experiences that we have been having in our interactions, you will find that to a very large extent, missionaries in Capro are beginning to lose steam even in the corporate vision and the corporate mandate. A number of people are beginning to think of what something else to do with their life. 
Some are burying themselves in writing books. Some are getting engrossed in taking teachings or preachings outside the ministry. And they seem to put more energy into that kind of work than in the work of the ministry itself. So when we see a situation like this happening, we say that the group is losing what? Its morale. It's losing the steam. You know, the high spirit with which the work is required to be done. So, why is this so? Generally, losing steam or losing uh, the high spirit for the work is a natural thing. Okay? It's first and foremost natural and biological. And it happens to different people even when they are not in the spiritual Ex, uh, uh, exercise as we are involved with. Somebody can lose morale even with studies. Somebody can lose his morale even with uh, uh, his business. Okay? A lot of things can lead to loss of steam in whatever we're doing. So when we see it happening in a ministry like ours, it is not uh, absolutely correct to blame the devil for it. It's a natural process. It's very biological. And any group of people can become, uh, you know, uh, can have or experience low morale, okay? When especially the, the members feel not cared for enough, or when the members begin to feel disoriented and tired, stressed out, okay? These are the things that lead to low morale. And for any uh, possible reason that we all know, beyond just the issue of being cared for. Sometimes finances, okay, are responsible. The finances are not coming to do the things we want to do. Sometimes it's relationship issues in our teams that is causing some stress, that is making an individual missionary to begin to reconsider, you know, whether what he's doing is worth the why or whether he should go and do something else, okay? Or perhaps it has to do with leadership or administration, and the missionary feels that they are not giving attention to my complaint or they are not noticing what I'm going through or they don't give a damn to all the stress that I'm going through. So when members begin to feel that way, they tend to also lose the morale. So for a missionary who is going through all manner of stress and the ND or ID say, we need you to do this, we need you to do that, the person will drag his feet or will not respond appropriately or will do it half-heartedly. So when we see that kind of situation in our midst, we find that uh, yes, the spirit, the zeal, and the zest with which we came on board in this work is beginning to win. So that calls for a lot of concern. In the beginning, this was not so. Staff who came into the ministry at the beginning uh, came in with personal drives. Okay? They came in with a personal passion for God out of their newfound relationship with the Lord. They loved the Lord so much, they gave their lives to Christ, you know, crying and appreciating the love that took Christ to the cross. So they came broken and ready to be spent for the Lord. Okay? So they came with high spirit, with zest and desire for, to please the Lord. They came also because of the kingdom mandate. After receiving Christ as their Savior, you know, the scripture is expanded that now this is what God wants. God wants us to take the gospel to the whole world. Eh? 
so that those who have not had the gospel will become saved and not die or be lost in eternity. So they came with that desire to do what God wants. You know, many people at the beginning did not come because of any uh, leader in Capro. They came out of personal conviction and persuasion that this is what God wants. So even when the, there was storm in the ministry, you find that uh, a lot of people did not check out of the ministry because they were persuaded that it wasn't man that called or brought them into ministry. It was God. So that kept them going and they faced the work. Also, the eager expectation of Christ soon coming was another driving force that kept people, you know, running with this cause. I think it was Bragbile that gave us a very beautiful uh, picture of what joining missions was like in the early days. That you didn't have the support of parents, you didn't have the support of pastor, you were considered mad, you were alienated from every relationship or friendship that you had, and you still came on board and said, this is what God wants, and I want to sell, you know, give out my whole life and everything for the kingdom purpose. And also, the soon expectation that Jesus Christ is going to come. And if these nations do not hear about the gospel, how will they be saved? So these were the motivating factors with which people came on board uh, Capro in service. And that was what many people, in fact, others joined because they were looking at other brother, you know, with his degree in engineering. This is what he's doing. And see how he's doing. He's not even mindful whether he's wearing slippers or a ton of faded clothes, okay? So it was very inspiring for others who came on board afterwards. Then, after coming on board, joining the ministry, another thing that sustained the zeal and the zest of missionaries in the beginning was leaders' care. I think, uh, I don't know whether it was Brass Sam that was talking about how they knew each other they knew each other's parents and siblings and houses and even the number of dogs in their house and their names and things like that. The, 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 the team was so small, the fellowship was so strong that there was care one for another. Okay, so there was leader's care, there was one another's care, and there was this communal living that inspired people in the calling to missions. Praise the Lord. But presently, what are the challenges that may be impacting on low morale of uh, staff? The numerical and geographical growth. The ministry is no longer a sitting room ministry. It has become bigger than just one country. Now has over 32, about 32 countries now we are working in. And staff are, you know, spread across these places which are, you know, it, with much distance between them. So even the leader's care cannot be felt as much as when it was still a small uh, organization. We also have the uh, aging for workforce, okay, people who are beginning, who ran, you know, with their uh, energy, you know, as youth, who labored, who worked, who, you know, carried blocks and trekked miles and everything, and then... With time now, the body is saying, you can no longer push me that much. They want to, but they cannot do it again. So we have an aging workforce that is, makes up more than half of the number of staff that we have in the ministry. Then we have growing families. In the early stages of the ministry, most of the uh, staff were not married. I think it was Uncle Bayo alone who was married at a point, and then later on, gradually... 
but now we have a number of staff with growing families at different stages. We have singleness and we have widowhood, which are unique, you know, unique um, situation that needed to be addressed. Like somebody raised in the afternoon, he said, nobody is talking about widows and widowers. They have their own issues and concerns that are not being addressed. So these are the things that have made working within Capro a little bit complicated that if care is not taken, it will impact on the general morale of staff working. Financial stress, okay? The finances are not matching up with the needs. Retirement factors and implications. Praise the Lord. Like I said, the details of all this um, discussion is already in your booklet. I just brought this one out as highlights. So what is the implication of high morale for us as a ministry? When those who began this work came on board with zeal and zest, it resulted into reckless abandonment to God and to the tax. They didn't care, they didn't mind what it was doing to their body, what it was, whatever it had to do with their future. They were not even looking at when they would retire. They were not thinking that they would ever need a house. They are not thinking about what schools their children will go to or how they finance their children's education. So they were just sold out, absolutely and completely. This is what a high morale can do for an organization. It made them to have zeal. It made them to work hard. It made them to work purposefully, pursuing knowing that there is an end, you know, that is to be achieved through this labor and this sacrifice that they are giving. It also became a strong attraction for others to join the ministry. It was very inspirational. Praise the Lord. High morale is a great determinant when it comes to effectiveness and fruitfulness in any mission service. Then, the inadequacy of member care effectively reaching all has impacted on various aspects of the wellness of staff, families, and the effective execution and fruitfulness in the ministry's vision and mission. This uh, paper has been raised because of concern of what poor or low morale among missionaries is doing to the overall mandate of missions for capital. Uh, we've set a uh, um, uh, goal for 2015. We've set goals again now for 2020. Okay? And like the ID said, we have not reached, we could not even fulfill our pursuit or purpose for 2015 goal. And now we are even stretching ourselves to another vision 2020. So when there is poor morale among staff, even though we have grown numerically, we'll find that to achieve these goals and these purposes will be a very difficult task. Hence the need for us to discuss a paper such as this. Many who came in the early day times will say, yeah, it didn't used to be like this in Capro. You know, Capro was, a, a, in fact, our base was called Kauna Base, you know, and the expression of love was almost tangible among members and among and those who come to visit you know would express that they've never seen this kind of love anywhere else so why is it that it seems that that love no longer exists and we want to say that really the love still exists but because of the growth of the ministry it may not be felt in the small groups in which we are now uh, spread out we want to look at member care pattern Okay, because it is 
the effectiveness of you know the flow of the leader care the one another care and the communal care that will result into the wellness of everyone and that will inspire a high morale for the work we want to look at the body the human body as the pattern of how god wants this to work we have the different parts of the body from the head to the toe we want to look at capro as this body okay some people are at the head of leadership of the ministry some people are the ones looking out and formulating policies based on what they see needed in the ministry some people are bearing up the leadership for the work but i want you to look at some people who may be at the toes of this human diagram that we have there how will missionaries that are serving at that level feel the impact of love that is coming from the whole body okay we know that from the way the body runs, operates okay everything is connected back to where to the head and we have in the blood stream capillaries small small uh, buses okay that are carrying the blood through the whole body and they circulate it so much so that you know replenishment and healing and uh, wellness come to every part of the body or is there any one here that the food that you are eating is only serving your hand your right hand for example or just serving your feet so only your feet is growing longer and fatter that is not happening with our body isn't it that is because the way god has designed the body every part of the body gets the nourishment that comes the mouth cannot hold it and say because i'm the one receiving it that is where we spend it in fact it will become a very ugly figure isn't it it must go through the entire body so we want to look at this pattern as the same way that god wants us to uh, express care within the body so that everybody is well nourished everybody is inspired everybody you know has a high spirit with which to do this work Capro is one body. No. Leaders at all levels and designated member care providers are like capillaries within the body conveying care throughout the body at the directive of the head and all the attending structures within the ministry. We were talking uh with the ND I think that yesterday or day before yesterday and he said I, he is the main member care provider for Capro Nigeria and that is the truth the person at the apex of leadership is the primary shepherd and pastor of everybody within the group okay but he needs hands and feet okay he needs these capillaries that we carry the intentions of his heart down through the entire body so that everybody feels you know the the effect of his heart for staff praise the lord you know when uh, each time he has come here he has encouraged us he says smile smile you know smile to your neighbor and you know and that that's his heart he wants the team that he's leading to be a happy team isn't it he wants us to express joy and happiness regardless of whatever challenges that we are experiencing now somebody in uh, kutinfil i don't think kutinfil still exists but somewhere that far you know who is alone by himself because of distance bradondo cannot reach there 
Okay, perhaps because of distance, uh, the zonal director does not go there often. The person can feel lonely and feel unloved and feel left out, isn't it? But if there is somebody, maybe the station leader or the field leader, who are conveying the mind of Bradondo, okay, to this staff on ground, he will feel love, isn't it? Ah, Bra Gabriel, what's happening? Smile first before you tell me the issue. Smile. You know, he will feel the same thing that Bradondo is, you know, seeking to express to the entire body, isn't it? So this is how it is supposed to work. So when we say there's no love in Capro, when we say there's no care, when we say people have low morale, it is the responsibility of all of us. Even though leadership at the apex has the primary responsibility. So we are going to be looking at how this care can go down from leadership to the smallest and the tiniest, you know, uh, part of the body because we are all doing one body, uh, one work. Praise the Lord. I don't know how my time is going, but let's see. Unless we care, there will be what? Grumblings and loss of revival, like we saw in Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 7. You know, the Pentecost had taken place. The church was now to run with the mandate of taking missions, uh, the gospel around the world. But what was the first thing that they had to tackle? The issue of grumbling and complaining. Some widows feeling neglected. Okay? And they had to stop whatever advancement that was intended to settle that matter. And in order to settle that matter, what did they do? They picked the best of the best, isn't it? They looked for men, highly spirited, with the gift of faith like Stephen, isn't it? To do this work of settling the matter. While they are doing that, is the work of going out happening effectively? Or who are those that will be left to do that work? If the best of the best have been picked to be settling quarrels and resolving issues. So when we do not carry out care effectively among staff, it will result into grumbling and then the advancement and the fruitfulness that we want to see in our primary corporate mandate will be slowed down. There will also be bitterness and trouble in the camp as in uh, as uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 admonishes us to. It says, look carefully, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God or the root of bitterness cause trouble and what? Many become defiled. If many of us are defiled because of trouble that is coming out of lack of care, one for another or from leadership, then of course the work will be stagnated, isn't it? We will not advance as we should. There will be no fruitfulness. We may say, ah, we are, we are entering into 12 or 15 people groups, whereas without trouble, perhaps we could have made 35 people groups. Do you understand what I mean? So sometimes we may think that, yes, we are doing fine, you know, we are entering to be, imagine that everybody is well and sound as they should be. Imagine that, you know, everybody is highly spirited. And they say we are looking for people to, you know, go into leadership school so that we can engage nine other fields. And they pick five people and say we are still looking. And somebody said, I'm ready. You know, I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. I can I finish this work or I can stop this one and go to another one. It will make the work move faster, isn't it? Praise the Lord. There will be also loss of valuable grace and ministry when people have low morale for the work. The grace of God that has been deposited into them will become dormant. They are not inspired to put it to use. 
You call them to come to the stage and handle a matter or to go to a field and say that they don't want to go, they don't want to move, they want to be left. And you know that they have the gift and the calling and the ability to carry out that task. But because of the issues that have weighed them down, that grace and the ministry possibility is what? Is just contained within the body and has no expression and has no benefit to the entire body. This is why we are looking at the issue of, uh, of um, you know, inspiring or raising staff morale so that we can have better fruitfulness. The most spiritual people, you know, the most spiritual person is unable to function effectively in an atmosphere of discontent, grumblings, and murmuring. True or false? Okay. You find the desire to work, but when the atmosphere around where you are working, whether it's in the field or in an office, is full of uh, contention, it's full of grumblings and murmurings, you find that you, are, you become helpless. Okay? You are not able to do as much as you could. Or you, for fear of tearing the water more, you, you, I can do it, but if I go now, they will say, I, but I can do this, or if I touch it now, they will say, so what happens? Our grace and gift is contained and it's not being expended. Even for the most spiritual. Wants to pray, cannot pray because there's this issue with this sister that is not resolved. Okay? A lot of energy, resources, and time and sacrifices that we put into the work will result into little or no fruitfulness. That is to say, when we have that kind of situation around us, you know, we may still be spiritually laboring. We are fasting every Friday on the field. We are working hard. We are trekking long distances. We are putting in all our resources. And our life is being spent. That is the most uh, expensive and dangerous one. And yet, for nothing. Why? Because there's, there are issues. Discontentment and grumblings. And so you, you work hard. You feel tired at the, red, at the end of the day. But you look at what did we actually do? Nothing. Okay? And I always use this description that the devil does not feel the impact of the punch that is coming from a disturbed spiritual uh, team. Praise the Lord. Alright? So, low morale sets in when all these things are happening. Disorientation. It's a situation where a missionary begins to wonder, how did I get into this? What I could have been doing something else with my life. If I had remained in my job or in my career, I would have come this far, I would have done so much more. So the person begins to wonder whether he or she made a mistake in answering the call in the first instance. And if care is not taken, if he wonders long enough, what will become the uh, uh, solution? I better put in my resignation. Okay? And this usually leads to attrition. Reduction as we are gaining five to join the mission force, three are resigning. So it's a three step forward, two step backward, and that does not do us any good. If we continue in this kind of situation, okay, without addressing it, we can eventually cease as a ministry. And may God forbid that in Jesus' name. Apart from all the other things that are responsible for low morale, the not cared for is the most important, okay? Because you may feel that you are not responsible for, you know, team quarrels, you are not responsible for low finances that is coming in from supporters or churches that are supporting and not being faithful to their promises. 
but not being cared for by the leadership or by the, an organization is the one that is not excusable. And that is why this paper is focusing much more on member care. Okay? We believe that staff effectiveness and fruitfulness as well as resilience over a long time, time service eh, for a ministry must focus on good quality member care. This comes by way of long-term care, shepherding by the leadership. Proactive, multifaceted approach to member care, which covers issues like self-care, one another care, training, sending care, and, uh, and all others as we already written in your material. Then also, very important for the expression of care is effective structure within the ministry that we carry out this care that we inspire high spirit and high morale for staff. The enabling structure, the channels and process whereby every missionary and missionary family receives the care that will lead to their wellness, effectiveness, and fruitfulness in ministry is very, very important. Like we saw in the diagram that, uh, of the body and the parts of the body, Okay, everything is connected to the head. So if the nail on the small toe, you know, is broken and it causes a bleeding, okay, on that small toe, okay, how does the body feel it? How does it feel it? There is a nerve, isn't it, that is connected to the brain, okay? It's not as if the brain has eyes to see it, but it feels it because a nerve conveys the information to the brain that, see, you've hurt yourself. Eh? It didn't say the toe has hurt itself. It said you've hurt yourself. Okay? So there's pain there and there's need for healing and repairs to be done there. So the brain begins to do what? Send out the body machineries to ensure that that small toe gets the care that will result into its healing. Isn't that how the body works? Okay? We just eat and we drink and the brain is said They know where, you know, a skin needs to be replaced. A skin needs, you know, a flesh needs, a muscle needs to be replaced and whatever. It does it because there's a communication line to every part of the body that reaches the head. So we're going to be looking at an enabling structure in Capro that can help us to experience the kind of care that we need to keep our spirit and our morale really high enough for us to be fruitful in ministry. We are looking at the flow of member care in Capro as both from the top to the bottom and from the bottom to the top. Looking at the international office, okay, where policies and decisions are made specifically for the care of missionaries or of staff. It must be, in, and thank God all that we've been discussing since yesterday, ID's paper and the three issue papers that we have discussed here have shown us that these things have been put into consideration by leadership and they are working at it. Okay? The regional apostolic overseers see on the field what is going on and report back to leadership at CIC meetings and at council meetings. Oh, from our visit to Kudova, we discovered that our missionaries there are beginning to wane in their inspiration. We discovered that it is because of this, and the leadership begins to look at what can we do about it. Okay? National offices, 
the apostolic overseers said, oh, when I was visiting your region, okay, I noticed, I observed, I talked with, and I found this information. What are you doing about it? Okay, so that's where it goes. National director visits the zone or meets a staff from a zone, okay, and um, gets information and asks the zone director, I saw this, I noticed this, I, this came to my knowledge, okay. So that way, here is expressed from top to bottom, and then from bottom to the top. The station reports what is going on to the field leader. The field leader conveys matters that are very important that he is not able to address to the zonal office. And then the zonal office does what he can to resolve the issue. And then where he can no longer go forward, he passes it on to the national director. The national director says, oh, we have been looking at this matter because a lot of staff are talking about this retirement. thing. This is how far we have come with it in Nigeria, but we've not been able... So from that, it goes to the very top where council, maybe at um, Congress, can take specific decisions that will result into the wellness of everybody. Praise the Lord. I hope I'm not going too fast. I'm assuming that you already have the details in your booklet and your questions can come from the details that you see there. Member care ensured at all levels will lead to missionaries serving God joyfully and effectively, resulting into greater fruitfulness. It also helps us to monitor and to evaluate the progress that we are making because we have this line of leadership that is communicating both from top to bottom and from bottom to top. Okay. While we were, you notice that I said this, some of these have come from extracts from the member care, uh, out, outcome of the member care consultation that held in Lagos last year. So some of the things that we are discussing in the afternoon came up there. Those who represented your, your zones or whatever, you know, brought these issues up and that's what informed this outcome that was presented to leadership and leadership is already working on some of this to help us. So very quickly, we said that it's also very important that as, even though leadership has its responsibility to ensure that members are well cared for and well motivated, we must also do what? Ensure that each individual experiences what we call master care. Okay? David found strength in the Lord, his God. And I know we are already doing that at orientation at SOM, so that from entrance point into the ministry, staff are guided to find where they will derive their encouragement from as they go through ministry. Okay? Self-care. The spiritual care that an individual has as his own responsibility to nurture himself through spiritual disciplines of prayers, Bible study, fasting, and all the other things. But essentially, you know, if this has been uh, uh, treated adequately at SOM level, at the entrance point, he should be able to carry a missionary at least to a certain level before he will need the support of leadership. The mutual care, which is the support and encouragement, corrections and disciplines that and accountability that we give and receive from colleagues. These are very, very vital for uh, our relationship that we build high morale. Sender care, policies that ensure deliberate care activities in the following areas. Counseling, 
In the afternoon when uh, the idea was talking about uh, policy, policy thing, I was looking at it and I agree with him that everything may not be essentially policy matters. But we believe very strongly that if these things are not uh, well articulated and documented, it will be left to the discretion of whoever comes into leadership at any level. So Bradondo may be here today and saying we all need to smile. It will help us. Smile, smile. Somebody else might come in and say, I don't care about that. You brought yourself to missions. If you don't want to smile, don't smile. Do you understand what I mean? So if it is clearly written, documented, and stated that these care activities are to be ongoing, then whoever comes into that position of leadership knows that these are the duties of his leadership responsibility. And thank God I did said, after now, you know, everybody going into any level of leadership will go through certain training. So if there's a document, they can refer to the document. And staff also will know that this is available to them. They can access it because they have been told, you know, from the onset. So we need that the ministry should put clear documented directions of action for counseling professional counseling, deliberate counseling for, at every level and stage of a, mini, of a missionary serving with couple from entrance point to exit point. Okay, that is to say even for candidates who are desiring to join CAPRO as staff, they can receive specific counseling that may decide that they don't belong or they shouldn't be joining the ministry. Praise the Lord. Family life documented documented process, you know, and care, activity that the ministry will give. Uh, it may be very big. <laughs> the end is saying that the document will, but we are looking at just specific, not necessarily plenty, lines that the leadership, as the zonal director should, the, the national director should do this, and will ensure that this happens, so that it's not left to the discretion of anybody else. And I think this is the generation that must set the stage. Okay, they can the other generation can build on it or remove from it, but something must go on ground so that nobody just comes in and does what he likes. Staff children education, what are the specific responsibility of leadership to staff in terms of their let it be clear how far will the ministry do for staff children education, medical support, retirement issues, burial and wedding support and staff accommodation. And I want to dwell a little bit on staff accommodation because that's one major area where staff morale is being affected. Okay, when we send staff to the field where the field leader does not know that he should prepare a place and a space for the incoming staff. Okay, and he just received the staff and said, okay, well, they just told us last week that you are coming. And there's nowhere yet for now. But we will remove the bags of corn and maize from this room, and you can manage from there. We too, you see, when we came, this is how it was for us. You know, I think I did mention that we do not have to repeat what we experience. We should be making life better for those that are coming in. So if there's clear, you know, understanding that accommodation issue can create low morale for staff, then leadership at every level should do what? Ensure that some care is being given. For example, a staff is going to be posted to a field and the awareness comes to the zonal director from the national office that we are sending you a couple, they have three children. They are to go to the field. 
the zonal director should say, okay, about what time are they to come? Okay, that will be like in six months' time or in three months' time, okay? I will talk with the field leader to see if we have accommodation ready for them, okay? So when we do that, then the field leader to prepares and we ensure, I, I, do you have a space? Are you ready for them? They are coming in in three weeks' time. Say, so, no, give me five weeks to get the place. No problem. Because, you see, when missionaries come into that kind of situation with their children or even single missionaries and you say, uh, let's kick the goats and the chicken out and then uh, you manage and then we will put up another room and then you will now become... The person begins to immediately think, I love the Lord, I want to serve the Lord, but what is this? And you'll be struggling in prayer and crying every day and the station leader would not notice because she will come out of the hut singing. Okay, but she's going through struggles that are limiting her immediate output and enthusiasm for the work. So we're saying the issue of staff accommodation, very important. You will notice that in the document that you have, we said even with staff being posted to the offices and zone, which is not necessarily their area of calling, but you are calling, come and serve in accounts in the national office. Come and serve in, you know, uh, in hospitality. Are we making adequate preparation for the accommodation? Or we say, you are going to North Central Zone, are we making adequate preparation? Or we say, go and ruffle it through first. We say, yes, it's tough because of love for the Lord, we'll ruffle it. But it will do something to him that can affect his productivity and fruitfulness. Praise the Lord. But if care is given in that area, there's a level of, say, we have prepared a place, there are two mattresses, we know you need three, we'll get one more. You know that's more comforting. You know that you have been uh, expected. Praise the Lord. I don't want to dwell too much. Debriefing before entry and after follow-up, at onset of follow-up, after follow-up and quadrinally. It is during this debriefing period. Debriefing is what um, our brother Joshua Cardon called unwinding. You know, when he was talking in the afternoon. You just talk, okay, with uh, the, the staff. And it is from those times of listening that the person will do what? bring out all the issues that are going in then you can pick up where they need encouragement, where they need support, where they need specific action to alleviate their challenges. So but when people just, we are going on, uh, on, on leave and they pass through the office you didn't ask how has it been since the past 11 months that you've been on the field so that you know what they are going out with and when they come out how was your leave time? What did it do to you? And then you debrief them again. It's very, very helpful. So that if they had, at the, any point in time, entertained some destructive thoughts that could dampen their morale, that is where encouragement can lift them up again. Staff development, compulsory upgrading and training for staff will help to boost the morale of staff. Especially in the exercises of the grace and gift of God in our lives. Praise the Lord. I want to dwell a little bit on this aspect because we found that people come into Capro with zeal, with zest, with much grace that they had been operating on pulpits before they come. But once they come into SOM and all the spirit of humility that must make you keep what you are coming with so that you can learn more, somehow it it's becomes uh, quieting and dies off. So you now find a missionary that you are asking that during LDG you are going to lead devotion. Somebody is not me. Praise the Lord. You know, yesterday when uh, Sister Juliet was asked to just come and make some, and everybody knows her to be very shy. And they say, she won't want to. I was saying, new wine has come. Oh, get that microphone. 
forget that microphone, you know. I speak because you've been a missionary for 15 years, 20 years, and you cannot stand before an audience. You know, we are losing the grace of God that is upon us, and we are depriving the church, we are depriving the work. And each of us needs to allow this new wine to come upon us and then release us. Praise the Lord, bro, uh, Brother um, Billy Akani spoke yesterday about, you know, obedience to everything that God will call you to do. That it is in the process of obeying that you will find the expression of the new wine and the anointing that has come upon you. And I'm trusting the Lord that as the end he begins to say, Hey, Sister Ire, you are going to do the mobilization in the church uh, cathedral of St. Piran's next one day. She will not say, ah, sir, ah, sir. You know that kind of a thing. No, honestly, I haven't been in the south and I see what people are doing and we are talking about wrong doctrines that they are teaching. We have been fed and fed and fed and taught, but we have not been courageous enough to take the pits and take congregations and proclaim the counsel of God to them. I think let's allow this new wine to flow out and to be poured out into other lives. And it will only happen as we boldly, courageously take responsibility. I like some of the moves of our ND of recent, you go there, you go there, you go there. No excuse, I cannot. Me, who, me? All of us have the capacity and the potential to shake this nation if we just gather the courage. So looking at a situation where leadership would deliberately throw us out and then we would deliberately obey to experience the grace of God working in our lives. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, missionary staff are the highest valued assets of capital. Honestly, and globally it is recognized. Everywhere that they've met capital staff, they know that we are very unique. We are very deep. You know, the only thing is the humility that is keeping us from the fullness of expression of that grace. And we need to allow God to help us to do it. And the ministry as an organization needs to find way, deliberately tune us, giving us all the necessary support and care that will help us to express this grace of God even the more. Praise the Lord. So, how are we going to do this thing to boost our morale for the work and then in the resultant fruitfulness that we want to see in ministry? We say, everybody begin to do what? Take responsibility. Take responsibility. Whether you are in a station or in a field or in a zonal office or in the national office or international office, take responsibility. As it comes, trust God for grace. Run with it. And then let's take responsibility for one another. Encouraging one another. You know, steering up one another, giving all the necessary care. Is it that one? I will help you do this. Oh, you go there. I will carry you. I will take care of the children. You do and do this. Let's give each other the support that we encourage us to go on in this calling. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27 is what I would like us to read together. You have it there in your book. This our way of um, demonstrating what we believe God will have us do as a ministry to care for one another. Are you there? Okay, we we'll all read it together. The very last uh, bit there. Are you there? Okay, let's read together. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 17. 
Uh, to 27. Capro member care version. One, two, go. Human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with Cavalry Ministries Capro. Some of us are Nigerians, some of us are Vorens, some are Ghanaians, some are Beninuas, and some are Ugandas. Some are leaders, some are followers, some are church planters, some are evangelists, some are trainers, and some are mobilizers. Some are in the offices, and some are in schools. Some are on the fields, some are in the urban areas, some are in remote places. Some are strong, some are weak, but we have all been baptized into missions by one spirit, the spirit of Christ. And we have all received the same calling and have all gone through SOM. And have all been imbibed with the core values of Capro. Yes, Capro has many different parts, regions, countries, zones, bases of fields, stations, mobilization, media, training, research and strategy, finance, administration, church plant, ATC. Not just one part. If mobilization says, I am not a part of the body because I am not training, that will make it any less a part of the body. And if finance says, I am not part of the body because I am only finance and not research, would that make it any less a part of the body? Suppose the whole body were admin, then how would Gabu get to the field? Or if Capra was just media, how would Capra do church planting? But God made Capra with many parts. And he has put each part just where he wants it. What a strange thing Capra will be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one Capra. The church planter can never say to admin, I don't need you. The international office cannot say to the fields, I don't need you. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other equally. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Now, all the parts together are capital, Christ's body, and each part is a separate and necessary part of it. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I think the conclusion of the matter is, um, is a reflection of the new wine. Uh, as she was just going through the whole thing, at the beginning she said something that caught fire in my spirit, uh, talking about trying to define morale, and I think I had her mention something like um, a sense of importance in an organization. And uh, why she said that, I, it just, my mind went back to my meditation this morning. I was just wondering. Well, I've been talking about new wine, new wine, new wine, but we've not talked much about the wine skin. Like that, great and wonderful as the new wine is, it still cannot operate in a vacuum. The wine skin, I tried to look at my body, myself, at the wine skin, the color. Contain and all of that, 
value again. And it's of importance. How by thinking that what for God to think of pouring new wine into me, it means he has placed high premium on me as the calabash, as the carrier of that container. So I say if this is the case, I will not I will not look down at myself. It means that I am very important to God's program. And I think that talking about uh, raising the uh, the morale of staff for greater fruitfulness, if we begin to look at how important you are in Capro, not just in Capro, but to the whole program of God in, in evangelizing the world, um, it will help to uh, reduce a sense of um, uh, going flat. Praise God. Uh, we will just be, we just, she has um, presented very beautiful to us, um, various um, levels of member care, uh, ranging from uh, the master care, uh, coming down to self-care, mutual care, and sender care. Um, putting all of us together, it dovetails to the fact that we are all very essential. And I think I'd just like us to just, within one minute, just stand up and, and, and just appreciate your importance before we take uh, uh, responses or reactions. And we just do that. Just, just value yourself. Just thank God for who you are. See how important you are to, to Capro. You are admin. You are in the media. Of all the messages that have been preached here, the media people are capt you know, uh, ca uh, 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 catching the whole thing so that we can go home with them. Just thank God for what you are doing in Capro. Just, just value yourself afresh that God has put something in you. And he's putting this precious new wine in, your, in, in you. Just thank the Lord for yourself. Appreciate God for you. If you are not in Capro, so there will be a small gap left. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Valuable men and women of God. God bless you. Um, are there questions, responses to what we have been, uh, what we have gone through? Any question? Any question? Any response? Any addition? It's just a suggestion. Okay. I would suggest that um, that last bit. The, the uh, national office makes a banner of it and puts it in the uh, in the hall of the national office and of course the international office too. Okay, thank you very much. Do we understand what he said? This uh, last this uh, that this uh, capronization of First Corinthians chapter twelve verse. 12 to 27. He is saying that it should be put on a big banner like this and be hung in our offices. I want to add to that that if it is possible to even include it in our GPC or handbook, you know, as a, as an uh, what do you call it now? Yes, as an appendage. Is it appendix? 
I think it will be good so that we look at it from time to time and begin to value ourselves again and value one another more. Be, that will give the sense of uh, real missionaries and inferior missionaries. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you very much for that. I hope, sir, I hope it's been noted. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Any other? Yes, let me, be, let me start from this row. I'll follow it from uh, one row, row after the other. Yes, but uh, Sunday. Anybody, please, yes. My point is simple. I want to beg our leaders prayerfully, line by line, and make sure that this thing should take place in our midst. When Brabegay was relocating in our zone, uh, before I know, I saw a big motor park where I was among those who upload the thing. I said, ah, that if it's a chicken, I will be a part. Send me some let me start working with them. So, what I was saying as I was packing things, I was saying, ah, when do we, if somebody is traveling or somebody is going to a particular place, now there's going to be a movement. Like for Abon, for example, if coming to Joss, Okuma State, there's somebody coming from uh, to take over. I think we should be able to have some things that you don't need to put in your head, to be carrying fridge, to be carrying this, to be carrying television. To be carrying here. So I want to beg our leaders. This is good as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You can see how valuable Sunday Oba is in this valuable suggestion. <laughs> Thank you, brother. In fact, one valuable asset, brother, Sunday has is this white game. It's a valuable asset in Islamic work. Because the wisdom is that if they need to seek counsel between the person who has white game and the person who does not have at all, they will first of all go to him. Because they say that the man that has game has more wisdom. So thank you, Bro Sunday. You are very valuable. <laughs> yes. Any other question here? Okay, so I will jump to this this row now. Any question, any suggestion? If someone has said what you have in mind, you will be very valuable not to eat our time and just jump to and just pass the microphone somewhere. Thank okay. you, sir. Praise the Lord. My own is not a question. It's an observation. Okay. I sincerely appreciate our auntie for a good presentation. Um, there's one thing she said that triggered my mind. And um, I was pondering on it. And I, my mind went to a scripture. And I'm finding it difficult to, to comprehend. But I said, because we have taken the new wine, we will no longer be like that. I said that there is love in Capro. Only that because we have, we are a big family. That's why we look like there's no love or much love, that the love is there. And I did not really receive that and, and believe and agree with it. Because my mind went to Acts of the Apostle, chapter 4, verse 32. 
Bible says that the multitude of them who believed will have one heart, one soul, and they have all things in common. And nobody claims that what is his own is his own. And I now look at it that is it if we become multitude, we become we grow, then you say that the love will not also grow. I didn't agree on that. I think uh, my consolation is that now that we have taken new wine, I believe that by God's grace, we are living here with, to, be, to be having one heart and one soul. And that's the key of our love, you know, being even as we are going to be growing and be enlarging and fill the earth, it will, will still be the love and the care will be, will be there. Praise the Lord. So we need to continue praying and continue trusting God that our love, our largeness will not make our love to diminish. God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, Let me say also that uh, even though I acknowledge that the love is there, but I tried to point it out that it is the responsibility of all in small teams to express that love. Okay, if in a team of five they are expressing that one another care and love, when they meet the other team of seven that are expressing that one another, it will seem as if they have always been, you know, one team all along. Do you understand? That's why if you go to a, a capro base in Uganda, you should feel at home as if you are in the national office base because it's the same expression of love and care that is going on in the national base that you will find going on in Uganda. So I was saying that we can all have that feeling, that sense of being loved and cared for if we take it as our responsibility in our small teams to express love and care. Praise the Lord. Um, I think that as we uh, move on in this new wine, instead of thinking someone thinking that there's no love, I'm not loved enough in Capro, I think the new wine should be making us to think, how do I love somebody more in Capro? What can I do to make my brother more effective, more functional, rather than expecting that, what can he do for me? Uh, if we do that, we will be actually expressing the, our valuableness, rather than expecting that someone should come and love me. And I think uh, in my church something happened. I had to um, talk you know, at length with, uh, with one of the sisters. And uh, the pastor of the church, of course, didn't know. But I told the sister that what I am doing for you, I am doing it on behalf of the pastor. What the pastor would have done for you, this, that is what I am doing for you. So see the pastor fulfilling that thing through me. Because he has many other members. And he probably is not aware. Actually, he's not, he wasn't aware of what was happening. So I told her that I am doing this thing on behalf of the pastor. So don't think that the pastor should have done this or, and all of that. So I, I know I took that responsibility. I think when we are loving one another, we, we should bear in mind that uh, I am loving this person on behalf of the other person. Because the ND can sit in his office and reach every one of us. Even if he divides himself into parts, it won't be able to reach all the stations. So... Uh, part of our valuableness is that I value you so much and I am doing what I should be doing for you on behalf of my leader or on behalf of my brother. Praise God. 
Any other question here or contribution? Okay, yes, thank you. Ah, two hands, I can see two hands far off. Yes, I, 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 saw, I saw two hands at the back there. Let's start from the extreme back, then we'll come forward. Once we are done with this road, we, we, we are done with, with them. Praise God. On page 12, um, I think it's the second paragraph. It says, leaders at all levels and designated member care providers are the capillaries within the body convening care throughout the body at the directive of the head. I want to ask, in the situation where the capillaries are blocked, what do you do? Sorry, what's the question again? The situation where the capillaries are blocked. In the sense that there is no communication, there is no communication going on between, that is proper communication really going on between the leader and the staff. In that case, one, is there at the, because I see the alternative are designated member care providers. Are they known? Are we supposed to know who they are so we can channel, you know, issues through them? Or what should what should the staff do? Because I I um, the scenario that comes to my mind is like a, a patient, a sick person who is in real critical condition, and then he goes to this federal medical center and they say he has to wait, he has to sign a card, he has to do and this person is actually in a, in a life and death situation but there is no nobody to even identify that he's in, a, he's in that critical condition and he decides to go to a private hospital or somewhere that he can receive prompt response Okay, um, before she responds to that, uh, let me say that um, God in his wisdom has made many capillaries, capillaries within the body. I'm not sure it would be possible for all of them to be blocked at the same time. If all, if all the capillaries block at the same time, it means that the person is as good as dead. Praise God. Amen. We also feel that um, doing the uh, member care uh, service is apart from being a leadership responsibility, there are also people who are gifted in that area. Okay, Brad Joshua, for example, he does not have an office of the member care personnel, but he does a lot of member care ministry within the body, through of us. Okay, he has the time to listen and just listen, even if he will not provide solutions. He has the time to give cancer. Yes, you can go and cry over his shoulder. You can go and stay in his house and rest and all that, okay? So there are people like that who have it as a spiritual gift and grace and calling. But member care provider is not going to be an official portfolio, okay? It's just those who have that grace 
who will recognize that I'm in this team and I have this grace and you give yourself to that to doing that service. So where a capillary is blocked, you know, the channel in the structure where a staff needs to, you know, get issues across. The member care provider who has been having a good relationship and giving listening ear to that person can step in, okay? After demonstrating the kind of care that if it's not sufficient, he can take it and say, I think we need to listen to, I think she may have a point, maybe, I don't know if you can find time. Now he's talking to the next leader. Do you understand? Bringing to the leader's attention the concerns of the staff. So we are believing God that people, you know, scattered all over the ministry like that will identify themselves with this grace and this, you know, make themselves available for that service. Okay, so they go to a field, they go to a station, within their teams, they listen, they care, they do what they can. And where it's beyond them, they move it to the next level so that gradually it gets to the point where it can be solved. Yeah, well, who's the next? Um, okay. Praise the Lord. Um, I, should, I should say this is a very good paper, again, like every other person has said. But I'd like to raise uh, three questions. The first one is, in your discourse about um, the different care, you said not being cared for, is the worst of the staff morale. Uh, I'd like to ask, in our own context, in our own organization, what, what, would, uh, what kind of situation uh, can arise where somebody can fall into this category that he will say, I'm not being cared for at all. That's one. Um, flip to page 12. No, let me go to page uh, start development as part of um, sender care. Uh, you also mentioned that sometimes when the when people are dispirited, when people are low, um, they could be opting for uh, study leaves and all that and all that. You know, uh, as a way to just you know. Uh, so I want to ask. Where you have such a staff seeking for um, education, a study leave as a way to to help him pick morale again, but in actual fact, that's not what he really needs, and his absence from that team creates a gap. You know, what kind of alternative care can we offer that will really help that? staff so that they can still be functional and be a blessing and be blessed within the team or where he is working. And the third question I'm asking is um, this figure you quoted for attrition, is it an outside figure or is it capro? Uh, I doubt if it should be capro though. Um, what's our own case? You know, what's our attrition estimates if there is one and uh, what do we do to help prevent at least the preventable attrition within our organization thank you 
Okay. Question one, what situation can a staff be in to say that he's not being cared for enough? I think the emphasis that not being cared for enough. Um, take a, a scenario, for example, I was talking with a parent this afternoon about the importance of getting the children to come for IMCC. And the parent was saying, it's very challenging, you know. And I said, but trust God now. I have noticed your children have been missing out on most things that, you know, the missionaries' children do together. Why don't you believe God? Because sometime in the future, the children will say, you, you were doing the same work as the father of Abraham and the father of Janet we are doing, but we suffered the most. Why, you know? And then I ended up encouraging her that, except you speak out, you know? person said, oh, we only have one source of support now, and it's not even regular. I said, is the leadership aware of it? Okay. Now, such a person... If this person is not using uh, self-care to keep encouraging themselves in this calling, can feel not being cared for because it has not been noticed, it has not been observed. Nobody cares whether, ah, where are your children? They didn't come. Why didn't they come? I'll try and bring them. Okay, we will give you some aid towards enabling them to come. We will find additional help for you towards their education and things like that. That person, the devil can work on that. That's one thing I missed out when I talked about low morale being a natural process, a biological process. But for us who are in the ministry, the devil does what? He takes advantage of it. Okay? To really pull us down until we feel so useless and we want out. Okay? So when somebody is in that kind of situation and nobody is talking, nobody is noticing, nobody is caring, you know, if the devil works hard enough and the person doesn't have that self-care support to keep himself above the water, then he can easily sink and just say, I want out of this ministry. I'm not being careful. So I'm using that as a scenario that, yes, somebody can get to a point that he's suffering within the body and nobody seems to notice, especially maybe leadership. Okay, and like we said, the leadership may not see, but maybe the immediate station leader or somebody within the team should see it and say, bro, have you noticed? You know, I need to tell them, I will tell the the zonal director, sir, we noticed that in this, this person. Do you understand? So the information keeps going up to where help can come from. And the person who just saw this, oh, they said this, this is to cover for your children's attending. How did they know? Do you understand? Somebody who is doing member care had observed and had carried the information forward. Or has even given encouragement. God can do it. Trust God. Don't keep going. Ah, talk about it. Okay? So, yes, people actually get to that situation where they don't feel cared for enough. There are people, uh, ID just came back from France, and the couple there said, this is the first time leadership is visiting them in seven years since they went to France. You understand? So, if they are not using self-care to support themselves and keep themselves above water, you know the enemy can bounce on that and say, do you think you matter to them? Do you think they are reckoning with what you are doing here? Just forget it. Just... And before you know it, it can really do you know, great damage too. So yes, people can get into that kind of scenario even while being within the body. Now, uh, question two, I've lost it. <laughs> question three, I've lost Attrition, that figure is not for capro, but Sister Buki has uh, data for us on attrition rate. I don't know if she has it handy to give to us. 
There are question two before she walks up there. Sir? Oh, people going on study leave as a means of, you know, uh, helping themselves out of the low morale that they are feeling. What can be done? It's still the work and the effect of these capillaries working within the body. Okay? There's a time, I don't know, if you have done SYS, you know about uh, bubbles. Okay? Talking, picking up bubbles from people. You know, bubble when you drink and brew liver on you. Isn't it? What is inside? The gas that has been stopped, stored inside comes out. And we're saying that in listening and talking with one another, people often do what? Bring out bubbles. And it takes a very keen uh, heart and articulate one to pick on that bubble and say, this thing that you did, what is going on? Okay? Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about it, you know. And before you know it, if you really give a listening ear, you will know what is going on. And you can suggest, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Maybe you should take a day off. Maybe you should take a weekend off. Maybe you need to go somewhere for like one week. You know, so different levels of helps that the person can find relief from his poor and uh, low uh, spirit that he's experiencing. Okay, before it gets to the point of, I want out completely. And even when a staff gets to that point that says, I, want, I just want to go. I don't know what I'm doing here again. In fact, I have lost my vision. I can't talk about it. In fact, I just, just release me. Okay? A very caring leadership can say, okay, we are willing to release you, but we would like you to take some rest first. And after the rest, let's discuss it again. Okay? Do you have somewhere I can go? No. Okay. We want to make an arrangement for you in Miango Guest House. Okay? would pay for your time there just spend one week or two weeks just rest relax play game refresh <laughs> we all like that do you understand leadership can do that it doesn't have to be miango bravo can say i have a friend who has a house in abuja and then you i can make arrangement for you to go and stay there just rest and just quieten yourself eat sleep and wake up first when you have rested, come, let's revisit this matter. So there are many ways that we can do this thing before it gets to the ultimate that the staff wants to leave the ministry. Okay, but if indeed doing something else will help the staff, you will design it in the course of discussion and know that it is better and healthier for the staff to go away for a while, even though the work is needed and its place is very strategic within the team. If you saw the the quote I made of the idea at the beginning there, he said, uh, in the case of Capo, it seems as if leaders care much more for the work, isn't it, than the leaders. We want to, if you go now, the work will suffer, don't go, and the person is dying. We are saying that there comes a time where you have to prefer to sustain that person so he can last longer and come back to the work if need be, than to be completely lost uh, you know, from the workforce. Praise the Lord. To give us a, a little insight, I will quote the figures so we can have appreciate the developments over the last four years. In 2012, we had 19 attrition. This is minus two retired. So that gave us um, a 3.29% attrition for that year. 
2013, there were 17 attrition. That's people who resigned or left. Six retired and two deaths. But for the attrition only, we have 2.52% for that year. For 2014, we had 25 attrition, five retired, one, five retired, there were no deaths. We had a 3.83% um, attrition rate for that year. That was the highest in the last four years. For 2015, we had five attrition, three retired, and four deaths. So that gave the lowest attrition in the last four years of 0.87%. Thank you very much. Um, talking about uh, member care, um, and each time we talk about member care, uh, we talk about leadership. I keep asking myself, <laughs> is member care, does it have all to do with leadership? Where does the follower, followers do member care for the, for the leader? Or do they need member care as well? <laughs> I did one member care for my zonal director. Even though it didn't appear then as if it was member care, but I think I'm beginning to see it now as, it, as my own way of doing member care for him. <laughs> when he came, I don't know if he still remembers Brother Naren, and I saw that he had a lot of feet to cover, new feet, and you know, some situations where people were actually struggling in those feet. And I, I don't know if he still remembers, I told him that, see, I understand your, your challenges and I, I actually feel for you. Don't bother to visit us. Give more attention to those areas that need you more. If I have any issue that I can't handle, then I call your attention. But whatever I can handle, I won't bother with you. I felt that I needed to relieve him so that I don't bother him always. With, uh, because he had many feet to cover. Then Boko Haram had not come wrong. So he had uh, about nine or so feet you know um in my heart i really wanted to um relieve him of the stress of coming to visit and all of that you know so i think that we can think of um, providing member care too for for those in leadership since it's member you are caring for me i'm caring for you and we are caring for one another and together we are advancing in the new one praise god are we done here wow okay two two hands here after this we close the chapter for this room yeah who's who's with the microphone praise the lord i just want to i just want to know in a situation whereby you are working as a team but you notice somebody in a team that maybe when you are talking like this, he's talking like this. Or maybe small thing, you pick an offense. Sometimes most of these things might be a kind of mental health challenges. How do you handle such situations? Because sometimes 
you know you, you just look at somebody everybody's fine you are okay at least you are wearing your clothes and all that but sometimes my experience in life come to realize that some people have little little you know i don't know how to put it but you will just know that something is wrong somewhere and you are just seeing it as if this person you are always not correct or maybe you know, why do you always prophesy negatively or maybe one thing or the other you cannot pick it that this person there's something wrong with this person and take it up maybe medically or seek for help hire help somewhere to help the person how do we handle situation like that when we come across it among ourselves hmm. uh, i don't know maybe before i give her to respond when we have such situations uh, i'm not sure if we give any answer here it will it will meet all the needs but i think that in such situations since we have the new oil in us, we ask God, Lord, what do I do in this matter? If whatever he tells you to do, do. His response just uh, cancelled all that was, uh, I was beginning to prepare to say to that. It nullifies it because it's just, yes, whatever the Lord tells you to do. The place to start in caring for one another is in the place of prayer, not quick action. Lord, I'm noticing, I'm observing. How can I pray better for brother, you know, dash, 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 or for sister, dash, dash, dash. This thing that I'm seeing. The more you pray, the more the Lord will give you understanding of what the situation is. But if it is something that with your prayer will be resolved, or something that with your caring, and saying, you know, we are not talking official things now, we're just, let me, what, when last did you hear about mom? How is daddy? I, all those questions, it's helping you to try to locate where the issue is. How is your quiet time? Share with me, bless me with your quiet time today. In the midst of such discussion, you will locate where the issue is. It will either make you to pray more or to take certain action that will bring help to the person. But like he said, with the new wine, as we pray, the Lord will endure us with the grace and the wisdom to attend to the matters that come up. But there's something that my husband once said when we were in Ganarov. There was a staff who was always, you know, uh, even from quiet time, the staff could just, you know, just go off in one direction that doesn't seem to make sense, you know. And because of the grace God has given me, I will still listen. I will. And when I report the situation to my husband, I say, ah, this stuff, oh, this, this, that. He said, hmm. I said, what is hmm? He said, don't wait until people snap before you begin to take action. It's not everything that is spiritually, you know, wrong. Some things may have medical implications. So when people snap, it's more difficult to get them back together again. So we need the wisdom of God to know what is based on a spiritual challenge and what actually has a medical background that needs immediate or quick attention. So don't just take this is how this sister is always is. That is how that brother is you know, always is. Let's seek to know and to understand and to recommend help where it can easily be given. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah before we Take the next uh, question. We are past the back. Sorry, if you are raising hand at the back. Sorry, the no, 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 no. We are not reversing back. We are moving forward. I didn't even ask you to talk. 
No, no, sorry, sir. Hello, sir. Sorry. We have to advance forward. We we have passed it back. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want something to you want to say something in addition to what she said? Where is the microphone, please? Sorry if I appear insistent. I, I, I'm just persuaded that there is an aspect of this that was not talked. It's not just somebody snapping. Somebody could actually be having some psychological problem that medical um, help can solve. But you may not know, like she's saying, if the person is talking, anytime he's giving a suggestion or something, just going the other negative way. And I think probably because I saw something around where we ha where we are you know that showed that somebody is married to a, a wife or a husband and there's a behavioral pattern you can't pick it or you didn't pick it but people now say okay ah this person has a health challenge or a psychological problem that if you put the person on drug consistently and don't increase his workload that person can be effective so I think maybe that's the aspect that she's talking. And we've had one or two scenarios in this ministry. So I'm feeling that we should we should we should look at that without just saying uh, new wine, new wine. I, I, I don't want us to put it under the tag of new wine. We take yes, we show love, but such instances occur. Okay. So you have um, you have added to a new dimension to what has been said. Okay, but I think too that when there are uh, uh, such cases, um, I, I think that um, the two people concerned or even the whole thing concerned should find ways of finding out from the person if you need to take a walk outside. Let's talk together. What is it? Why do you always snap? Why do you always snap? You may even find out that the reason you are not actually directly the cause. It may be a carryover of uh, things from that, you, that may not even be related to the team at all. So I think, um, uh, uh, again, the member here at personal level or fit level to, to unravel some of the things is very important. Part of the responsibility of leadership under standard care you will find on page 11, physical and med medical care. We said the med uh, number 12, care from specialists and professionals. This involves CAPRO connecting with external resources in the following areas, medical and physical care. Looking for places of refuge run by sister organization where specialized care is offered to tired, burnt out, or wounded missionaries so they could receive rest and healing. Okay? And it goes on and on like that, not just in this area, but also in medical care. We need the, the you know, I think uh, CAPRO Nigeria has a health policy where we have some uh, hospitals, private hospitals that have partnered with us and said if we have cases that can be referred to them and they will attend to them as partners. So we have that under specialist care. It's not everybody who is loving and caring that can give that special care for those who may be having health or physical challenges that is beyond our spiritual 
or new wine experience. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, the last question on this road now. Thank you for this presentation. I really appreciate uh, what God is doing. Uh, part of what my concern has been taken care of, but I, I want to say something. When I heard about the attrition rates, one of the things that really bothered me was that when there were people leaving the ministry, at that time maybe we were not around or something like that, even you just uh, you were looking for this person, you expect this person to be here. No information, just ah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ah, you don't know, you don't know. He has left. I don't feel very comfortable about that. I feel information is part of member care. Like when we are outside, if I was like Uncle Sam was saying that some of these things that we were doing, he was posting it to those people outside. I think I'll be very excited, and that's why I'm not um, making it too because I know that we are improving on that. If that is being done, you know that you are part of this system and you are not being caught off by things that are happening, either good or bad. That is part of life. So when a, a member leads the ministry, I've been fond of some people and I was just like, what's happening? Ah, this person, is, uh, we don't have you know, authentic information from the leadership. Do stuff said this is what happened but then you are not you don't want to just take it because this is from a uh, persons uh, not from the leadership maybe I you we used to have this in brief and then at the back they will write some things that uh, whatever staff movement things like that and it's very uh, it carries us along because we are far apart and these days is not all every now we have the LDG where we gather together and then we share what is happening, this is what is happening, this, this person has moved to these uh, places. So we can make it more easier, more um, make ourselves to be part of what is happening and not to be cut off by uh, sending information of what happened to this lad for prayer purposes and also for, uh, for us to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Noted. Okay, we are done with this row. Wow. <laughs> we have how many hands on this row now? If you are raising your hand, raise it now before the door is shut against you. We have four hands. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. I'm seeing five. Matthew. I'm seeing I'm seeing five so far. So five. Okay. Start, let's start from the extreme back. Please go straight. Don't praise God again. We have been praising God and we're still praising God. Just go straight to what you want to say or the question you want to ask. I believe every leader in this ministry has been involved or has made effort in raising the morale of the missionaries right from the onset of this ministry but I believe that each person does it the way he or she knows how to do it 
or different person uses different strategies. Different person uses different ways of approaching creations of morals of staffs in this ministry. Uh, three questions. The first question is to the member care, or if there's a psychologist here, and the question is like this. Somebody said to me some days, sometimes ago, very recently, that impression without expressions brings depression. I like to ask if there's a psychologist or the member care, if it is yes or no, just yes or no. The second question uh, is uh, to the elders, to the elders like Brother Kung, Brother Joshua, and the Sam Putu. And the question is, is there a level of spiritual, a spirituality that a man gets to that his or her moral is not touched regardless of what happens to him either at immediate or for a short term or for a long term? I don't know if you understand me. Let me give an example. Assuming that somebody says, Bradundo, your tenure is four years, but you are going to spend two years and somebody will take it up. But he's not aware that it's because of a particular, probably a policy. And uh, of course, he's a very spiritual person. I know him. Very, very spiritual. Is there a level of spirituality he gets to? Will it be possible because of his spirituality that is not touched? either for a short term or for a long term or at immediate or after that is the, to our elders the third question goes to the member care will it be possible for member care uh, to bring up uh, to bring up a, a, to, to give us I know it's been done to bring us to have a regular, have a way of giving a regular assessment of stamp morale, not only at the national level or at the international level, or but at the fit and station level, in a way that each leader is given a particular format in which he or she can assess the morale of the staffs under him or her and how to care for them. Thank you. Brother Matthew, are you done with your questions? Are you going to find the answer upstairs? Okay. The one to the psychologist. Is there a psychologist here? Yes, 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 yes. yes please. Okay. Impression without expression brings depression. It can lead to... Okay, they say not always. So, when you have impression, prayerfully find a way of expressing it. Don't bottle it up so that it will not depress you down. Okay, number two, 
Question number two to our elders. I don't know who to appoint now, sir. To. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> okay. What are you, sir? We, you, we value you to make great input <laughs> to, in answering this question for us. I hope we know also in scriptures that there was a point where Paul, you know, expressed so, such concern that everybody has abandoned him and that he's like alone. And that's when he asked that uh, John Mark should be brought to him immediately because he needed company. That's just to say that there is no tact in man's life that he would not face one form of uh, emotional distress or the other. You know, so no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, you know, there is a, a state of emotional distress in one's life. And that's why we need one another, you know, to be able to support each other, you know, all through. So both leaders and also we say we call followers. I always like to use the word team members. Both the team leaders and the team members, you know, all together need to be helped emotionally. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Um, there is no immunity against um, feeling, is it battered or feeling punched? But um, I've always found that Either it becomes opportunity to discover myself or to it becomes opportunity for God to some, send someone to bring help. So um, it's always, to me, it's always an opportunity to experience something. Praise God. All right, question number three. Do I remember now? Okay, assessment. Staff morale. Uh, well, I think uh, with um, member care, what we try to do is a lot of debriefing, listening time, listening time to staff as they come to the office, as they pass through the office, and where, where is your spirit? How do you describe your state at the moment? And give the person the opportunity to capture his thoughts and you know express how exactly he's feeling at the moment. And then we also have said that we should have staff assessment from routinely, you know, given out to staff in different teams, just to sense the direction of their heart. You know, even as we we're talking here, I said my final question to the house is: for you as an individual, how do you rate your morale presently for missions and missions within Capital? That's a question that we can all, you know, ask ourselves individually. What is my morale today compared to my morale when I came in? 
No. Where am I in my resolve to serving the Lord, to bring back the king, to see unrich people rich, and my resolve to do it within Kapu? I like to check that when I'm talking with uh, staff usually, because sometimes with the challenges that come, you find that people have actually have to battle with the thought. I have thought of living, I have thought of doing something else. But then God told me, then God said, and then I found this help. So it's a question that we like to ask one another. That comes a lot with one another here. Let's talk with one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's ask each other questions. You know, and from those questions, we can bring help and support to each other. Then, of course, the regular assessment form that will be passed from time to time, like the one that we just filled at this conference. We're going to sit down and look at it, and we're going to get back to individuals and say, this matter, how is it with you now? What are you doing about it? What progress have you made you know, since the time that you filled it? So, yes, that kind of help is available. Our time is fast running out. Yes. Okay, Doku. Thank you very much, Ma. Uh, my concern is on page 10, self-care. Um, the seventh issue you raised is very important. Like you noted, 50% of us are above 40. And once you cross that age 40, health challenges increase. So there is need for us to put in place this thing you are raising up. There is need to teach ourselves as to how to assume personal responsibility for your care. I'm apologizing to everybody. Please, I think we're not being careful with ourselves. And let me also apologize. I get phone calls. And sometimes I tell I say it's only a herbalist or, a, or an occultist that you will just speak and he's telling you what to do. A medical, a health worker will need to examine, conduct tests before you can. But somebody is calling me, what do you do? And sometimes I just feel, God, what do I do? I do the much I can over phone. But please, I want to encourage us. I don't know which forum we will raise up so that we can address these health issues. Let's take care of ourselves. Thank God, God is merciful to us. I tell you, if you are going to, if you are going to compare us with the average Nigerian, we are very healthy, but we need to do more. Once you cross age forty, there was a time we were doing it, but that we're not doing it again. Every six months, you're supposed to do comprehensive tests, and when you are diagnosed of having anything, it's it's it's. It, I don't know. It, it's medicine. Thank God for miracles. It's only. Miracle that you get instantaneous healing. If you are prescribed drugs, you need to take it over time. And you need to go back to consult with your caregiver for you to be released. But people will take drugs halfway and healed. Or I stopped taking. And when we come to meetings like this, like my morale too is going down. I'm sorry. Somebody walks up to me, I'm having a headache. I say, it's only prayer I have. I don't have panadol, I don't have anything. Maybe several have felt offended. Please, I'm very sorry. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's be deliberate about your own care. Please. Because this self-care, as far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the most important aspects of member care. If I don't take care of myself, I don't expect the other person... Because I know how I feel. So the other person is I'm in the best position to be the one to take care of myself. So please, let's 
personally, once you cross age 40, health challenges are likely to increase. More so if you're careless in your diet, you are likely to have double health challenges. So please watch it. Then to the ministry, sir, to our leaders, I think we need to put something in place. For us, whether it's a forum or something, where we'll be taught how to personally take care of ourselves, then this thing we're doing before, linking us up with health centers, uh, medical personnel that in our various localities, so that when you have challenges, you have where to go to. So I'm going to, there's a sister here who used to have challenges. She would call me, try this, try that, have you been there? Because I was happy when she told me yesterday that she went to Bima, and thank God we are able to diagnose what was actually wrong with her. And she's getting the proper treatment. But if it was over for me, I would just assume it's either menopause or arthritis. You know, because that's the likely thing that may come to my head. But when you go to the proper place, you'll be attended to. And when you're attended to, you're commenced on medication. I plead with you, please take your medication and go back for follow-up. If you have been healed, we say go back and let your physician confirm that, ah, thank God for the miracle, you have been healed. But please, don't assume you've been healed until it is confirmed that you are healed. So please, self-care and our, medical, our physical and the, main, uh, the medical care, I think the ministry needs to pay more attention. So that as we grow older, we won't have debilitating illnesses. Because if we start noticing them now, we take care of ourselves now. Our old age, we will age with grace. And that is the desire of everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much for this valuable contribution. You can see how valuable you are to all of us now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We will stop here for now. Sorry, our time is up. Um, we may continue later in the evening uh, dealing with the, this issue. Thank you. I wanted to take a picture with you. You look good. No. She really presented a wonderful thing. I, I'm serious. Uh, this, it has not stopped, uh, Dr. Kwe. In fact, the ministry is going digital on this issue of, uh, of uh, health care. Uh, right now, uh, we have spotted um, some brethren couple friends in I think in each zone and setting up even a board in order to enhance medical care for staff. If people are not willing but Dr. Bude is here that faith alive when people come to Joss they give them forms, they go there, they do the whole checks for them. Is it not happening? See how they are looking. Is it not happening? Eh. So, these things, nothing has stopped. In fact, we have more opportunities today and people are willing to help us. But you can't drag people to the hospital. Or we should, like we are saying, people should go for checkup here. You may find out that some people have not even gone and their turn has passed. And then after they say leadership, leadership is not caring for us. That is why. Please, this is very important. Let's care for ourselves. 
you know yourself you know what is happening to your body and let's take the advice of professionals you help save your life and help save our family and help save our community please if you have issues let your zona director know talk to him sometimes people leave their field leader they leave their zona director it's the ng they want so when we say please discuss with your zona director they are not happy but that's the person close to you another issue that is worrisome to me sometimes somebody is married he has a husband sometimes the husband is the field leader he will leave the husband he won't tell the husband his problem her problem excuse me he will leave the zona director is the ND the ones I've asked some sisters you are married why are you the one carrying the body of your home if you have problem with your husband let us know and talk to him husband should be men husbands several of us are not men you made your wives to become men you sit down and wait for them this thing is not good I say we should smile so <laughs> but it's because it's, it's why should take their eyes from me I'm talking to men the woman is looking for food for you to eat looking for food for the children is this a good thing you you are fresh your wife is becoming old because you allow the body if I tell you something sometimes that some sisters do they say something is very insulting for men if it's a men's meeting I would have said it how can the wife say eh, I, I mean they give my husband I, 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 let me not say it so that the person will not no, it, it, it is funny so husbands how can the husband sit down and allow the wife is moving about and then but you are the husband you should take care of your wife if your wife is having issues at home please who is the one to go forward and look for help it's not the husband so the husband let's take our responsibility in the next few months by god's grace i'm just praying god to help us we we'll have men's meeting we have to have men's meeting and make men men we have to have men's meeting it's very important a sister a sister a sister came to me and said see if you hear that i divorced my husband don't 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 complain don't tell me anything in fact because of such things so please let's make our sisters beautiful fresh let them rest
let us carry the burden to take care of them. Please. Sisters, do you like that? I know you don't. <laughs> we are now going to wait for the next three months. Okay, sir. In this conference, you will create time for men's meeting. You, you, you create time for women's meeting. You create time for singles meeting. Anywhere we go around, we do it. Even if it's for one, two hours, we talk as men to men. We talk as women to women, singles to singles. So if it was not in the program, we have to do it now. Okay, sir. You know, that's why I like my ID. Yes. And uh, I, will, I obey him completely. Is it not true, sir? Yes, sir. So, um, the chairman of the planning committee, Brother Roberts, the word has gone out of the mouth and it must be carried out. So, should we cancel our sports? So, 